Rocco was tying Jason to a post in the basement of Mitch McDougall's House of Horrors, a few meters from Susan's body, now covered by a blood-stained sheet. Jason's turning green. Maybe you should just end it now. I don't want to go out like that. I don't want to become one of those. Don't say that, bro. Just promise. Promise when I turn, you'll end it. Please. I promise. Swear I promise. It. I swear. I feel so... Sold. Jason! Jason closes his eyes. Jay! Jay! I don't know if you can hear me, but thank you. Jen attempts to comfort Rocco, resting her arm on his shoulder, and we travel up the stairs to find the gang trying to console a grieving Todd, who is driving a stake through an empty slot in a bandolier. Are you okay? Let's just talk about this. Todd, you can't There's just- There's nothing to talk about. Seriously, what are you doing, my dude? Come on, man, just chill. No. Todd? I'm going out there. Fine, then so am I. Me too. Mitch is shaking, clutching his black cat. I'll uh, just stay here and watch the store. Back in the Jeep, TJ's eyes open. Where once they were formerly blue, they are now machine red. He sits upright, full zombo. Vicky! Vicky, you gotta get us out of here. Please, undo this shit. Vicky, Vicky. Why? You want to take my man from me? What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Listen, help us. Untie us. Get us out of here. Babe, get to the front. Go, now. Go, go, go. Whisper attempts to crawl between the seat. TJ lunches at her. Blink with his back against the door begins kicking him repeatedly. TJ catches his foot, biting into it, taking Link's sneaker clean off with the shake of his head. With his hands tied behind him, Link searches for the door handle. It's locked. Unlock the door, babe! Unlock it! The child fucking lock! Hit it! Zombos are surrounding the jeep, rasping at the windows. Whisper managed to crawl into the front seat and hits the child lock just as TJ is overwhelming Link. He opens the door, and they go spilling out onto the concrete. When Todd, Shelly, and Duncan arrive, bringing down various weapons upon the undead, Todd's unleashing his grief and pain. Fuck you! Just as TJ is about to bite into Link, Todd brings down a giant crucifix, cracking his skull. The crucifix wedged in, he is unable to pry it back out, and removes his skateboard from his backpack, using it as a blunt force object. Behind you! Todd turns, smashing another zombo with his skateboard. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you! Fletcher and Elasia return covered in blood. Todd! Hey! Fletcher lays his hand on Todd's shoulder, startling him. Todd turns, firing off the flare gun right across Fletcher's face. Ah, I can't fucking Fletcher! Ah, fucking blood! Sorry, I thought you were one of them. Come on! Overwhelmed, Shelly and Duncan lead the way back to the shop. Back in the shop, Duncan removes his headband, handing it to Todd, who places it around Fletcher's eyes. When this shit is over, I'm gonna beat the living crap out of you. I'm sorry, I thought you were one of them. Oh, don't you fletch me. I'm gonna take you, I'm gonna- It's mom, she's- What? What's wrong with mom? Where's mom? She's dead. What are you she's talking dead about? and we killed her. God, what are you talking about? It wasn't anyone's fault. She turned into a zombo and- What the fuck and... are you talking about? What are you talking about? Uh, I'm sorry. No. No! Don't say- don't say that. <laughs> do it! Fucking do it! Come on, bitch! You killed my partner? Alasia has her gun pressed up against Link's head, execution style. He is on his knees, his hands still tied behind his back. You think I planted the messiah in his dome? 
What do I look like, a fucking Jehovah's Witness? I knew I should have left you in the room, scumbag. Don't you dare. Nip a crack hole. Yo, everybody needs to chill. Be cool. You, be cool. Let's just talk about this. Stop and think. I mean, if this is a zombie apocalypse, it's a peculiar one. What are you on about? Like, it's got its own set of rules or something. Look, Grandpa Fletcher and Todd's mom were bit around the same time, but the old man turned immediately while Susan took longer. She aged. Yeah, that's true. Grandpa Fletcher turned instant. And, and then- Vicky was bit hours ago. The group turns to look at Vicky. Her aging has miraculously reversed. And she is now once again her youthful self. What? Save for a streak of white hair. The sign for the Wazonga Beach Monster becomes shadowed as the sun begins to set on the horizon. A large crowd of ravers parting on the beach. A moving sea before the sea of bright lights and glow sticks. Shit is lit! Got any more Molly? I'm empty, but my boys care. The raver dances through the crowd to his buddy. Yo, these girls want some. The raver hands out the Ether X without realizing it, while the other opens up a cooler and pours two vodka sodas, putting roofies inside, before the two of them approach the girls. Ladies, a little chaser for your inhibition eraser. Woohoo! Cheers! Hell, Hell yeah! yeah. Woo! The girls take the Ether X, chasing it down with the lace drinks. The raver guys are dragging the drugged-out girls through Serpent's Mountain Cemetery on the other side of the freeway from the rave. The girls are being stripped down to their underwear. Where are you taking us? <laughs> you ever heard of the Six Deep Club? What? What is? What's the Six Deep Club? It's like the Mile High Club, only deeper. Freaky. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're kind of, kind of. I feel so sleepy. You know what they say? Raver chicks say easy, but you know who's even easier? Grave girls! The ravers simultaneously push the half-naked girls into freshly dug graves and begin to unbuckle their pants. A trail of blood leads out of the lab. Dr. Hux is stumbling and bleeding from multiple wounds. When Vanessa Langston, Garrett Unger, and his security team arrive to prop her up, you can't hurt her. Don't hurt my baby. Dr. Hux, how did this happen? How is Maddie? She's my baby. Where is she? Where's my baby? Don't take her from me. I can't. I can't lose her. I can't lose her again. Lee, your daughter died eight years ago. No. No, she's here. She's here. She's alive. She's she's alive. She's alive. Traveling through the facility to find Jean-Pierre Baptiste, sitting on his hands and knees, muttering to himself in a small janitor's closet. He's here. He's here. He's crushing ether X pills into a powder, snorting some while making a pattern on the floor with the rest. Here. He takes his finger cleaning up the excess and the pattern of Ev, a sigil of Haitian voodoo. He's here. For Baron Samidi, spirit of the graveyard and the dead. The digital wraith stares at a framed picture of Dr. Hux's daughter, Maddie, on a desk before the telescope in the lab. She picks it up flickering out of existence. The frame drops. She looks blankly at it, some semblance of her image in shards of glass, and she flickers and then floats, moving through the walls of the facility. She moves through the barbed wire fencing of the One Corp facility and into the forests of Weir. She drifts upwards towards the peaks of Long Mountain, 
This place exists in layers. Past in artifacts, song lines, magnetic residues, connective tissues, and time. What is time? What gives time a sense of meaning? Who is time? Who is time? What does time feel? Does time feel the anxiety of aging, of its loved ones dying? Does time fear death? This place is heavy, full of artifacts, song lines, magnetic residues, connective tissues. Moving past the spindly entrance gate of Serpent Mount Cemetery, into the darkness of the spooky graveyard. Between the skeleton branches, dead trees, tombstones, and crypts, under a wide-brimmed hat, a silhouette of an imposing figure sits above the freshly dug graves, peering down. Oh yeah, take it. Uh, uh, yeah, you like that, uh, you dirty little... Uh, what? What the fuck? Uh, uh. Girls crawl out of the earth, licking their blood-stained lips. The man in the wide-brimmed hat pulls on the bright amber of a cigar, a puff of smoke, a gold-tooth grin. 